So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and this over here is Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? Uh, I'm I'm doing pretty good for somebody who has a sharp object protruding from their cranium. Oh. <laughs> everybody, did, today's the day that Jean has decided I'm crazy. I've, you know, called her up and told her the universe is built different than you think, and she's like, really? That's cool. And today, for whatever reason, Nestor had me call her up and say... You have something sharp stuck in your head. Can I take it out? And that's crazy. But everybody has their own crazy line in the sand, you know. Absolutely. Apparently, that's mine. I, I've I, gotten some crazy off of you over the year or two. I argue that it's only due to the 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 headache and the discombobulation caused by inner ear unbalancing. Yes. Anyway. Uh, Plugged up your station tubes or otherwise, you're not happy. So everybody can send love to Jean's ear. I'm all confused because um, it really messes with your balance, eh? Did you know? Oh, somebody with no nerve sensation in their ankles, yeah. I know about balance. <laughs> Turns out that the nerve sensation in your ankles is very important to balance, even though they don't ever tell you that. They tell you the inner ear thing, but they don't. And that what you see thing, but they don't tell you about joint sense about your ankles, but it can apparently be a thing. Really? Yeah, apparently we have like, they call it innate joint sense. Your brain just knows what position your joints are in. So if one of them moves, it knows that. And I don't have that communication with my ankles on a regular basis. And uh, it's getting better. But uh, every once in a while, I'm walking along and all of a sudden I'm walking in a curve or almost went in a complete circle once early on when I first started walking again. I was inside of a convenience store, and I just was, like, starting to cur- turn like I was going somewhere. I was like, well, this is interesting. <laughs> I don't want to go over there. I want to go over here. But body said otherwise, I guess. I don't know. Really? Anyway, enough about body bodily malfunctions and control issues and things. <laughs> Okay. I guess that was new. It was different than talking about the weather. Yeah, well, there's that, you know. <laughs> Energetic pikes in your head. Energetic pikes in my head. I have a pike in my head. I don't understand. It's so well, you weird. don't have to still have a pike in your head. Anyway, this is not just a Tuesday Everyday Connection. This is our new monthly uh, special. 
uh, show, uh, monthly. I don't know. We'll have to come up with a name for that. I'm sure the marketers have a name for it. But this is our special monthly animal communication and, and uh, many readings and questions show with our dear sister, Inez Martins. Hi, Inez. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be back. Ah, we're glad Thanks to have you. Coming. <laughs> that audience is glad to have you. I've already got a caller with their hand up. So, you know, everybody's excited. Good. Cool. Caller with their hand up already. Yes. Very very quick caller, I would say. <laughs> called, in, called in before I did, actually. So, yeah, I, early bird gets the first question. Okay. <laughs> He's yeah. a person who very much wants to talk to you. Yes, that's a big question. Weighing right. on the mind. Well, shall we get to this? Shall we go straight to the question? Should we get a brief, uh, a brief well, for those who may not have been around? Who are you and what do you do? Well, are we doing this? or? I suppose we could do who the hell are you and what do you do. Which, well, yeah. I mean, a brief. Who the hell are you and what do you do? Just a brief thing, you know, in case we have new listeners. We'd get those once in a while. Well, weekly, actually. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So uh, my name is Ines Martins, and uh, I do two things. The first is I'm an animal communicator. That's why I'm here today, because I'm going to basically uh, bridge the gap between you know, your companion and you and uh, do mini readings live on the air. I will also answer questions, obviously. And the other thing that I do is I work in the Akashic Records. So uh, that basically answers the question, who the hell I am. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And uh, so uh, we have some guests gathering and I'll put the... uh, Phone in number into the uh, into the chat room for those that uh, want to call in, or you can register, log in, and put your questions in the chat room. I'll be happy to relay them. Uh, but I guess we'll get right to it. We have a caller from area code seven seven three. Caller from seven seven three. Tell us your name and what's your question. Hi, uh, my name is Tempest. Um, my question is pertaining to uh, my relationship. Well, I'm currently in a relationship. A couple of days ago, I got into, like, a deep altercation with my boyfriend's um, uh, baby's mother, like his, well, his his son's mother, because rather he's an older boy, he's 17. So his, his mother, his my boyfriend's, you know, son's mother. And um, I didn't feel that my boyfriend actually took the initiative that he should have. You know, like, I understand a relationship, but I don't feel like he stepped up like he should have. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just wondering what was the reason or what connection do he have with this particular person other than the fact that, you know, that he may love her and they have a son together. But what caused him not to do anything? Okay. Um, all right. Let's have a look here. Just give me one second because I need to really tune into this for a moment. Okay. Well, it's obviously, I mean, the, the, the there are a couple of issues here. The first one is that uh, 
you know, there's, there's, uh, a, I guess what you would call a certain lack of um, self empowerment, or, or maybe the better word would be to give power away. Um, so your boyfriend, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. Your so basically your boyfriend um, is is feeling as though um, you know he is. There's a feeling of indebtedness there um, to his mm-hmm. to the mother of mm-hmm. his child. So there's a feeling of indebtedness, and with that, um, you know, if I go into that a little bit deeper, what I'm seeing are basically connections going on that you can that that um, uh, are between the two of them. So basically, there are contracts between the two of them that um, that are based on alternate realities or past lives, whatever you want to call it. And this this contract is what is um, keeping him from stepping into his power. Now, but what, what, is, what I think is the key is um, how it makes you feel. Yeah. Because um, what happens is that sometimes we have contracts with people that are in a triangular form, meaning that we ha- work basically we 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 are connected with one person and with mm-hmm. the second person through that person, and a cr- triangle is created. Okay, and the issue with triangles is basically that there's the feel, the energetic feel of being you know the fifth wheel on the on the car, as an example. Okay. Okay, okay. so that is a feeling that is created when you have a triangle going on. Now, I can feel your disappointment. Your disappointment is very, very strong that, you know, he didn't stand up and he didn't, you know, he didn't, so to speak, be in his power. Um, but this is, again, then... It, it basically, everything always happens as a reflection <coughs> of where we are ourselves. So what I'm feeling here is that... There are, you know, there are also a number of, of basically, um, I guess what you would call connections or issues going on between it. you and you and your and your boyfriend. Okay, so it's um, it's not just plainly, you know, you, you can't just look at it from the point of view. Um, this is just what's going on between the two of them because it's not because it's affecting you. You understand yes, that, indeed. right? Yes, okay. Yes. And I do understand your pain and I do understand your frustration and your anger around this um, because it seems like um, on an energetic level, it seems to you as though he is uh, standing up for the mother of his son rather than for you, correct? Or just, yes, yes. 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 Okay. So that's Even if he is wrong. (laughs) Yes. Because he was wrong for what she did. Yeah. That's that's um, at the moment we're we're not so much talking about right or wrong. Wrong, we're just okay. Like looking at um, at the, the energetics energy, yes, of the of the situation, and it's a little bit so it's a little bit complicated. But what I can tell you is that um, basically this is something that you know. Yes, the connection between him and her needs to be worked out between the two of them. Okay, okay. that's. That's for sure. However, um, what I would suggest that you do is that you look at this as a trigger. So because you've clearly been triggered, you've, you've experienced, I guess what you would call a uh, short, 
traumatic experience in mm-hmm. that moment, right? So yes. you were agitated. And so whenever we're agitated, it means that basically we are not in our power, meaning we are ourselves um you know, anxious or angry, and that's, that mm-hmm. just means that we've been triggered. We've been triggered on a very, very deep, um, on a very deep level, um, yeah. and and this is this is basically the key to this. That you look at this and say, okay, so I've been triggered. Um, so now, why have I been triggered? Why? What? Why, what is going on here? And the undercurrent that I'm getting as I'm looking at this is that there is a certain degree of fear of abandonment on your side that you are feeling as though you are being, you know, you're not being supported and you are being abandoned. Um, yeah. And that that is your trigger, okay? So what happens is when we have that kind of a trigger in place, it usually means if we look a little bit further into this, we usually mm-hmm. see that there is a, um, there's a contract in place one of um, basically where there's no longer an equilibrium going on. And so you, what you are seeing is the imbalance basically on his side with the, uh, with, um, uh, with the mother's yeah. child. You're seeing that, but what actually, you're, what actually this is about is the imbalance that you feel between yourself and him. So that is your reflection, and that that is what you what you need to look at and find out and feel and get or get a feel for why mm-hmm. you feel out of balance. Why are you hurt? Why why is why are you hurt? Because if you would be completely in your power, um, you would simply just let it flow through you, pass by. Let it pass by rather than take up the energy and experience anger. Does that make sense to you? Every bit of it made big sense. I understood everything you were saying. Yes, I understood. Okay. Yes. Okay. So so what I'm going to suggest to you is to, uh, you know, sort of sit down and uh, have a look at, you know, what – have a look at the reflection of yourself. Basically look at what's going on in your own life and what is it within your own life that is bothering you? Why are you being triggered? Why are you experiencing, you know, this uh, this this strong emotional reaction which is a clear indicator that you are out of alignment with your higher self and with, you know, your authentic true self. Mhm. Okay? okay, so that's okay. that's basically the best suggestion that I can do, uh, or can, I can make at this point in time. Obviously, you know, when when we uh, go into your uh, true Akashic records, which I've not been doing, I've just simply been, you know, checking around in your energy field. We can do releases around this kind of thing, meaning I can actually help be the conduit for a release uh, if it is for your highest good. Okay. So that is just something to keep in mind. Um, if you know, if that's something that you'd like to do yourself, there's um, I do have a YouTube video on how to release contracts, um, and my uh, channel is called uh, Divine Life Lover. So you can you can check there or through my website, you will get there as well. Okay. And that will that will actually teach you how to how to work with that and how to 
basically regain balance because that's what this is about, finding your own balance again and finding your own voice and finding your own power and, you know, being in a space of uh, what I like to call a space of unconditional love. Yes, exactly. Yes, thank you so much. You are most welcome. I wish you all the best. Thank you again. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. You're awesome. You're just awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting an animal communication. <laughs> uh, we were too. You know but what? That works. We Whatever. Her, you know, but wow. You know what? That opens the floor for everything. Bring it on, guys. We are ready for you. What? And I've put the link up in the uh, uh, in the chat room. Uh, our caller did uh, go ahead and disconnect. But uh, it's www.visionarylifeconsultant.com if Akashic Record uh, clearings and contract clearings is what you're after. And, of course, www.inezmartins.com if you want to talk to your puppy or kitty or horse or... Squirrel. Squirrel. Squirrel? (laughs) Do squirrels? Snakes? Uh, I anything. I'm I'm just curious as to know what the squirrel's thinking in the cage. That you know, I mean, we we gotta let him go. I think probably by next week. And but he's getting right squirrely as he's getting back to health and getting strong. Oh, he doesn't want anybody to touch him anymore. No, and doesn't want to be in the cage. No. This is this is a squirrel that you rescued. Yes, we rescued little baby squirrel. Um, and we know that the brother or sister is still in the area where we rescued and he's he or she is really struggling over there but they've been trying to feed it um out in the wild around a dumpster and there's a bunch of cats over there so they're worried that you know one of the cats is going to get it but we managed to get this one into the house and get it warmed up and get some sugar water into it and it got its strength back and now it's i think it's it's soon ready to go Yeah, it sounds like that 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 might be a little bit tugging at your heart there. <laughs> oh, okay. he's yeah. A Just a little, uh, but Squirrel was very friendly for the first couple of days. Actually, very yeah. needy. Yeah, very needy for the first couple of days, but completely mm-hmm. independent now. So I'm really feeling good about. By the time we let him go, he's gonna be he's gonna have his his strength back. I'm really excited about that because I was worried about. I read that they can attach. They can get too attached, hmm? so we pulled back with our our contact with him hmm? because I didn't want him to get too attached to people. So okay. now he's you can't handle him at all. <laughs> but that's good. Now he's squirrely. Yeah, now he's squirrely. But when he gets in the wild, it's better for him. So yeah. Yes, okay. actually, it, this is this is uh, the best thing you could ho- could have hoped for that he's uh, back to being squirrely. Because what I'm feeling is that he has a really, really good chance of survival because of it, which is really a blessing. If you would have been, let me say it this way, a little bit, you know, over the top, you know, always with with love and and, um, uh, basically domesticating the squirrel, uh, the chances would have been a lot less high that he would have that he will you know make it out in the wild but what i'm feeling is that he's really ready to go the only thing that he's really requesting is that you basically release him there where you caught him okay so please do not um, him 
relocate him. Please do not do that. Okay. Uh, that's that's the only thing that he's requesting because I can feel that he's um, he's connected to the area. He understands the the area. He's very much in tune with what is where, and um, so. Basically, bringing him back to that area is going to be like a support system, like a safety net for him. Okay. So that's really something that you want to do. Um, but I'm also hearing here that he would like to thank you. <laughs> okay? He would like to thank you. Uh, and I, I, I do feel that it, it's interesting. I do feel that you've actually bonded a, a fair bit with him. Uh, even though, you know, he might be, as I said, or as you said, a little bit squirrely, which is fine, which is good. I do feel that, that there is, uh, I want to say, a bond of gratitude there. And, uh, you know, he he's a little bit, he seems a little bit feisty now, but that's okay. That's what, how he's supposed to be. Yes. Feisty is good, I think, for a teenage squirrel. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather, I'd Can't rather, imagine a feisty teenager, really. I'd rather I'd rather have him feisty than have him too back to weak and needy. Yes, yes. weak and needy wasn't healthy. Yeah, if he was sleeping all evening in your daughter's lap. Yeah, he was sleeping like he did all it the in first my daughter's day. lap, and he, as soon as you picked him up, you know, he just wanted to curl up in your hands and go to sleep. Oh. And he was drinking out of a out of out of an eyedropper, the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really only took him a matter of a few days before he got his strength back to where he was drinking out of a bowl, and now he's fine. And it's um, it's really exciting that you know, come, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait another week because I really want the weather to warm up. But once the weather is a little warmer, um, I'm excited we're gonna let him go. Good. He says you can. Okay, he's he's interjecting here. <laughs> okay. Where'd he go? He's saying that um, you can release him as early as tomorrow. Oh, okay. okay. I, I'm just I'm just letting you know that that's what he's saying. Uh, he's saying he's really ready, and the weather is not going to bother him. He's he's ready to go. Deeply grateful, I, but ready to go. Okay. Yeah. So that's just for your own own uh, knowing or own understanding, but it's there's definitely gratitude there, and uh, and I feel that. You know, there's uh, it's 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 very interesting this bond because what I'm feeling is that it's it's actually not just helped him, but in many ways also helped you. So this is, and I know this is on a on a um, on a subconscious level, but there. No, no, it's actually on a conscious level because it was um, it it helped me slow down a little bit because I had to back off of some of the stuff that I was doing work-wise so that I could take some time out. I needed a couple of days to get it together. I learned how to mill the cage and mm-hmm. it's just, it, it made me look at prioritizing, you know? Yes. Okay. So that's, that's a wonderful <laughs> thing. There's a, there are a couple of other things that are a little, perhaps a little bit more subtle. Um, but I, I also actually feel that, for you, there's been, I want to use the word, an additional heart opening uh, through through him being in your life. Yeah. So, and every time we have an additional heart opening, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Cool. So, uh, definitely, definitely a nice uh, relationship, so to speak. <laughs> yes, yes. And congrats on the on the 
feeling it and pulling back thing. Because you could have nursed him right into being tame. Yeah, well, I know, but I read, I read, we read, we did a lot of research, right? And one of the things that I read repeatedly was the warning that don't do that because they can, um, you know, you can, it's detrimental to their survival once they get out. You can't keep them forever. The squirrel's just not something that's tameable. It needs to climb and be free. I mean, look at them in the wild. They obviously, they love to run. They love to climb. Um, they need tons of space. There's just no way you can keep one in in an apartment and have it be happy, you know. So what other choice do I have? He's cute. He's cuddly. I'd love to hold him forever and a day, but if I wanted to be... <laughs> Seriously, if I want him to be happy and healthy, he's a wild animal. He doesn't belong to me. He belongs to the planet, you know? Like, he needs to be out there where he's doing squirrel stuff. Yes, for sure. It's uh, it's a good, you know, I, I really do think that you struck a very beautiful balance there in, you know, first giving him the, I guess, what you would call the mothering that he needed, and then once he was back on his feet, you just simply allowed him, you know, to come into his own. Now i got to learn how to do that with my own daughter. <laughs> yes. I was, I was just typing into the chat room, lessons about pulling back, giving freedom to climb, about a teenage squirrel. And she has a teenage child. Fascinating. Fascinating. So, um... Any more messages from the squirrel? Let's have a look here. What we do? He just seems very happy. Have a caller. Cool. I get that too. Squirrel is, you know, thanks, man. No. Yeah, yes. I gotta yeah. go play. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we have a caller who has been patiently waiting for 17 minutes and 39 seconds. Uh, so, caller from area code 802. 802, what is your name and what is your question? Hi, good evening, guys. It's Wendy Martin from uh, Burlington, Vermont, calling in. Wendy. Hi, Wendy. How y'all doing? Hi, how y'all doing tonight? Very well, thank you. Good. I wanted to just, first of all, call Inez and, and say thank you for the last time we had spoke. And I know that we're Facebook buddies, so you can see probably some progressions and things that I've made. But I really want you to know that I really look at you as kind of like a, as like my tutor and my mentor. And and uh, so I'm really grateful to have met you, and to have spoken with you last time. And I just wanted to tell you that basically. Um, okay. uh, can I interrupt here for a moment? <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm. I'm very grateful also that we've met, and uh, I do enjoy being Facebook buddies with you. So, But I do want to point out something. Um, Please. We are always equals. Okay, so I, I, just, I just want to make sure that you're aware that we're equals. So um, I am aware. Are, I am aware. I guess I also want, you know, other. it's expressing gratitude. <laughs> but I'm, I'm aware. Absolutely. Okay, good. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> no, I'm learning no, who's on that. my show. Oh, guruation. Sisters in arms. Or sisters in peace. Or absolutely. However, absolutely. new term for that. Okay, good. Absolutely. All right. I just, 
Okay, I just want to make sure because I learn just as much from you as you learned from me. So, <laughs> oh, that, I appreciate that. I do. <laughs> I really do. Well, you know, I, I, also, I didn't necessarily have an animal question per se this evening. Um, I really just, like I said, wanted to touch base and just express my gratitude to you. And, you know, I, I kind of have a general question, and, and that's just I wasn't sure if you have any messages for me or anything I should know at this point in time. Oh, my goodness. Um, can we go into one specific direction? Sure, sure. No, I mean, my my quit. Sorry, that was not clear. What I meant was... Oh. You have- could, could you ask about a specific <laughs> could I ask? Because that's a very large question <laughs> you just asked. It's kind of, kind of broad. Um, with what I'm doing with, with this big jump that I've made with um, starting, which I, I've always done the animal caretaking, and in my own time, I've always done the animal communicating, but now I'm combining the two, as yeah. you've known, and, and I'm uh, going forth. And so are there any, you know, directions or any things I should know? That I, and I don't, when I say directions, I mean like directional way of heading um, or anything that I should be doing or focusing Hints on. Hints and tips. Working with yeah. okay. organizations so- that may or may not, you know, Okay. Have a look here. Um, okay. Okay. So you do know that I looked at your website. Yes. I I mentioned this, so I just I just want to basically clarify. I appreciate you doing that. Uh, it's not complete yet, but I I felt that I needed to get it out there. I've actually been working on the about me part today, so that should be on within the next couple of days. I think that's really going to be kind of the you that's know the nail in the fence feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there are a couple of things that I'm I'm going to uh, suggest to you. When I went through went over the website, I really enjoyed it and I really liked it. But one thing that struck my eye was was that um, you have under your services you write really nicely. Animal communications are available, or something like that to that effect. It's, mm-hmm. it's, the verbiage is a little bit different, and okay. that struck my eye because. I think it would be really beneficial for you and you would actually be really stepping into your power and this is the message that we're, we're, that is coming through for you. It, if you decide to actually elaborate on that and not just kind of put it as a sentence out there that that's something that you offer, but actually physically offer it, including, you know, the set price and whatever else that is needed to even, you know, a small blurb to explain to people what it is that you do. Because a lot of people are not fully conscious or aware of what animal communication is. So Mm -hmm. this would be really, I mean, that's the one message that I I kept hearing even as I was looking at your website that that would be really beneficial for you to truly step into that by, you know, saying, okay, this is what I offer and this is available and I do it, you know, locally, I do it internationally, you know, nationally, I do it internationally and, um, and, and, and give a little bit of an explanation to that because that's going to give people an incentive to mm-hmm. really see you in that light, in that light that you carry as well. Okay. Okay, so that's that's the one suggestion that didn't come up even then already. Now let's have a look mm-hmm. what else they, 
because what I'm hear, hearing is that energetically you're still a little bit on the fence about Yes, I'm that. a little nervous about it. I am because yeah. I haven't had a whole lot I've I've done it in my own, but I haven't had a whole lot of experience with doing it for others in in a sense, like having people call me up and say, you know, asking me the questions and and whatever services they may need. So I've I'm I'm a bit timid and and so yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that because then um it kind of confirms like what you just said that I need to just do it. I, I need yes, to do it. So there there are two parts to this. Uh the first part is you need to just do it as you said yourself. That's the suggestion. And the second part is going to be an offer from my side, which is I'm going to um connect with you over the course of the next few days and I'm going to ask you to do an animal communication for me with my dog. Okay. That's okay. going to give you the confidence that you need. I appreciate uh, that. Uh, because that's what I'm feeling and what I'm hearing, that basically all all that is needed for you is that one time where you have, you know, an absolute clean, clear confirmation from someone that you do not know very well. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, we don't know each other very well, and you and I've, you know, I rarely talk about Sasha. Um Sometimes I do, but okay, that's a different point. <laughs> but the the thing, <laughs> thing is, or the theme here is, um, I, I'm going to connect with you, and we're going to set that up, and and then uh, that will give you that jump start, is what I'm hearing. Okay. So uh, if if that is something that you would like, obviously, I mean, there's there's no absolutely need yes. here. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> And I want to mention to you also, which you probably already uh, know, um, but I'm planning on going to Bennett Stellar University uh, in in the fall. I'm planning on doing that, and I'm planning on taking, um, you know, the the Reiki course there and excelling in that as far as I can, because I feel that that will help me moving forward. Yes. That's always a great, great, um, you know, stepping stone. It's really a great stepping stone, Reiki, and and uh, is this going to be for humans or for animals or for both? Well, I mostly am interested in animals. The joke in the house is, you know, William is more interested in helping people, and I'm more interested in helping the animals. But um, eventually, you know, we probably, uh, you know, may like to work together. So for for people too, you know. Okay. So my Wait. yeah. So that's definitely something to 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 look into. That's going to help you tremendously, also with the um, aspect of. I mean, you you do this already naturally. You can calm any pet. I can feel that. You just simply mm-hmm. you know look at them or just simply place your hand on on the on the companion, and the companion will immediately be calm. I can I can feel that that you have that. But what's interesting is that you can, if you so choose, you can take that a step further. The other thing that I keep hearing, and I'm it's a, a modality I am not familiar with. However, I'm I'm hearing this might be something for you to look at. I think it's called Tellington Touch. I'm familiar with that um, only because I used to, holistic vet I used to work for, there was a woman, a masseuse that worked there, and she did 
this uh, this uh, modality, and she did it with horses primarily. But I had taken my dogs to see her a couple of times and got a massage, and she did, um, you know, use that on on them. So that's interesting that you um, that you said Wait, that. Because I, um, I I I'm not familiar with telling from touch, not at all. It's just that that's the word that I'm hearing. So that that's something that you may want to look in additionally um, or look at additionally to to see if that is something that resonates with you. I do feel that you do have a lot of the healing abilities. And what's interesting is the healing abilities for you are in a vast variety. I mean, it's, it's just very, it's very broad, broad spectrum. We're talking about, you know, hands-on as in, uh, you know, telling them touch or re- or Reiki can be t- uh, hands-on as well. But what I'm also hearing is that if you so choose at a later point in time, you have the opportunity to do uh, mm, what I would call emotional healing between animals and humans. Okay. So I'm just letting you know that, that that's an opportunity, a direction you can take if you so choose. You know, we mm-hmm. always have free will, uh, but the actual emotional aspect of of things uh, between companions and their humans is one that is quite. That's you. You have a quick. You have quite the, the ability there. You have quite an extraordinary ability. And yes, okay. I can feel, even as I'm saying it, I can feel you thinking, saying, um, retracting and saying, oh, me with humans? And I'm going to say, yes, you with humans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, okay. that's really great, actually. You know, and it, it helps me because that was the other thing with, with my confidence. I'm also having this sort of um, unsuredness of, of really knowing what services I want to offer or I can offer or that I'm better at than, than others. So, so there was a bit of, um, of unsureness there. So that, this, this really helps, actually, quite, quite a bit. So that's those are I mean those are basically when you when you talk about animal communication and animal healing there are really I mean there's such a broad spectrum of things that you can do I mean you can go you know into straight animal communication you can go into um, what we talked about last last time which is the uh, I believe it's called Gestalt um, you can do that or you can you know or you can go into the emotional healing as aspect of things or you can do what I like to do which is look at contracts. <laughs> contracts, okay. Yes, between uh, animals and their their humans, uh we have a lot of agreements. I, I agreements is a better word for for animals with our animals that basically reflect and show us our own issues. And uh, mm. so that's that's something that's very fascinating as well. Now this is my specialty, okay? So <laughs> I'm just mentioning it because of that, uh, because I just have so much fun with it. But this isn't, you know, there are really, literally an infinite amount of ways or or areas you can go into with animal communication and animal healing. And I really do feel that you do have that healing and emotional healing. Um, also energetic healing all of that i do feel that you have that very strongly in your um 
you know, in your, I'm going to say, basket of gifts. Oh, Ooh, I like <laughs> that. Basket of gifts. <laughs> basket of that gifts the, is the always wonderful. agreement versus contract thing that just made me think, you know, ethereal attorney specializing in contract dissolution. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Well, thank you, Inez. You've given me a lot to think about, and I definitely um, definitely look forward and, and would appreciate speaking with you and uh, and working with you on this. That that would be really, really wonderful for sure. We will connect shortly, I promise. Okay. I look forward to it. Thank you all very much. You all have a good evening. Thank you. You, you too. too, Wendy. All right. Perfect. When the call gets over with, if you're still on mute, people still can't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that seems like a wonderful time to take a break. Uh, The switchboard is clear, so I've put the phone number back up in the chat room again. Uh, It is, of course, area code 805. That's a U.S. area code. Um, 805-243-1318. Call in with your questions. Register uh, for the Blog Talk site uh, so that you can actually type into the chat room. And um, uh, I try to keep a running tally in there of all these different websites and things. We have con- contract clearing tutorials and Tellington Touch. It's all <laughs> in there. Sometimes we even have intelligent conversations. Yeah. In the chat room. <laughs> yeah, but that's usually when you feel better, Jean. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit slow tonight in answering. <laughs> I have well, I have trouble keeping myself. There's Fifteen minute delay between somebody's. The statement somebody said and me answering. Going, oh, cool. And you're just like, what is she talking about now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Delayed reaction. It's the spike in my head. Hey. Can't do anything about it. I have an excuse now. What? I wasn't making fun of you. I was uh, just saying. I'm, I'm going to have somebody do artwork with <laughs> no spike. Spike gone. Um, so, what? Bottled up? Maybe? Uh-huh. Sure, whatever. Sure, whatever? Oh, wow. Well, because I can... All our songs are cool. They are. They are, because our people are cool. Yeah. Humans are awesome, and our friends are the awesomest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's okay. It's an open club. All you got to do is join join the show. We have a batch this evening. So, shout out to everybody in the chat room. Y'all hang with us for the next... uh, Oh, it's it's only three minutes, so we have to run fast. Maybe we should play a longer song. No, bottled up, three minutes. <laughs> I'll race you to the washroom and back.
our buddy Jordan Okren, off to music school in Boston at the end of the month. That is going to be an adventure, I feel certain. Yes, indeed. For our deep-thinking friend. for Boston. Our deep-thinking friend. What, 17 years old, and he does have a few songs about girls, but he also has some very deep songs. Does he really have songs about girls? I never noticed. Yeah, (laughs) You know, there's social commentary running along, and then the occasional I can't live without you thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think everybody ought to have that. It's good. Healthy balance. Experience once in a while, you know? The occasional I can't live without you experience. Yeah, so that you learn that, hey, guess what? You lived without him. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <clears throat> but it's fun while it lasts, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Now, see, you got me thinking about Bill Hicks again, and the, it's just a ride. Uh-huh. There you go. He's a Texas guy. What can I say? We got weirdos in Texas. Oh, Apparently. I mean, yeah, well, Bill Hicks, uh, who's the InfoWars guy? Uh, got all the lowdown on all the conspiracies. and. The, I don't know. Dude, that's conspiracy stuff. Um, I don't follow that in, anymore. You used to watch him and think I used he, he to. was funny. Until, anyway, yeah, he's well. he's in Austin. He's another Texas boy. And uh Oh, I still I, think he's funny. I suppose it's the you know, I got my biggest dose of it when I was off in Kerrville, Texas, which is, you know, at least when I first got there was still a small sleepy town. It's now a high-dollar real estate town, but uh, they got Chili's and Starbucks and stuff. We didn't have any of that. Went Browns Drive-in. That's about it. Well, it was Sonic and Whataburger. That was it. Um, didn't even have McDonald's for a long time. But that's where they get this, you know, 
Really? You said what? That don't make no sense. And we have a tendency to apply it to everybody and everything. Anyway. That's, that's not stereotyping at all. Um, no, no, no. It's, you know, we're equal opportunity. We question everybody, everything. That's awesome. Yeah. That way, you, you know, it's hard to offend anybody. Unless they want to take offense. Okay, but I digress. Everybody look up Bill Hicks. He's funny. You'll <laughs> laugh and you will be changed. It's cool stuff. So, you have questions, Jean? I have a question. That would be cool. <laughs> we've had the squirrel. We'll see what we've got going now. Had the squirrel. Well, I'm just curious. If you've ever come across an animal in your travels that actually likes being put into clothing. Yes, I have. It's actually a really great question. I did this event last October. (laughs) I was, um, there's the local humane society has a fundraiser once a year. And uh, I was invited to be the animal communicator at this event. And it was a black tie, sort of like, not black tie in the traditional sense, but, you know, it was very fancy and uh, the whole nine yards. So so I was invited as the animal communicator, and I sat down, and, you know, we were in this separate room, and there was a photographer and, uh, and some sort of an animal expert. And I sat down, and within a short period of time, all these people came with their pets and their or their dogs and their dogs were more often than not dressed up now we're talking about dressed up in the sense of you know a princess dress and mm, uh jewels <laughs> not just a bow here so, and there so, but so no no no, no. Right we're, we, we're really talking about over the top dressed okay so we we and, and there was this one beautiful dog i i remember him so vividly he's uh, he was a golden doodle and he was wearing a cape and he came a prancing toward me and i looked at him and i just and i kind of checked in with him and i and i said to him you really like this don't you and all he all that came through was, oh, I love this. I love the attention. And what it actually is that is that, is, at least according to what I've found, is that animals or, or pets that are dressed up oftentimes will get more attention from people, including their own humans, than those that are not dressed up. And this is, uh, it, it, it perhaps sounds crazy, because, I mean, if I if I look at uh, animals that are dressed up, I my honest reaction is to cringe. That's that's my, my true reaction, hands down, I cringe. But what I was seeing here was that their personalities, the personalities of the dogs, actually were enhanced by the clothes that they wore. And most of them, with one exception, they really all adored wearing clothes. There was this one dog, this was a, um, I think they're called Bedlington Terriers, and he had a 
tuxedo on and a top hat, and he was very, very unhappy. But this was the only dog of all the dogs that I saw that evening that were dressed up that was not enjoying it. See, it's a legitimate question because it it, it does, like, instinctually bother me as well. Every time I see it, I'm like, ah, what are you doing? Yes. <laughs> but, but tonight I got this overwhelming, like, it sounded like such an odd out there question to ask. But first of all, I didn't come up with that question. That question got put into my head. And it was just kind of this realization that hit me all of a sudden well, that's your perception, but have you ever actually asked the animal if it likes being dressed up? I mean, <laughs> you think it's it's not fair to the animal, but have you asked the animal kind of thing? So I thought, well, I got an animal communicator, I might as well ask. It's, it's an interesting, it's really an interesting concept because, you know, we are, I'm going to say we are conditioned to find, or a lot of us, not all of us. A lot of us are conditioned to want to see animals, I'm going to say, in their natural environment, meaning, you know, not humanized. Okay? Right. This is basically what it boils down to, that the moment you put a princess dress on, on your your dog, you're humanizing the dog. But what's interesting to note is that most of the animals really, really enjoy it. They have a lot of fun with it, and uh, you literally see them smile and laugh and giggle and just feel even more a part of their, you know, their human's life than without it. Now, I'm not suggesting that we all dress up our dogs. <laughs> Clearly, I am not suggesting that. However, it is very dependent on the personality of the dog. For example, outgoing dogs that uh, you know that have again humans with them that are that like to dress up. That's that's basically something that that is that they enjoy. Right. So it's 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 a reflection again. So if the human likes to dress up, oftentimes the animal will enjoy it as well. Now, if you have the human being, you know, very down-to-earth, very nature-bound, and very much I'm in the woods and camping kind of mentality, the dog will most likely not enjoy being dressed up. And the human would never even consider it to begin with. It's very interesting. I I hadn't given it much more than the passing thought of the instinctive, you know, get that off the dog. Uh, but they are, by nature, by deep nature, pack animals, and they want to belong. Yes. Kind of like we do. We like to belong, or at least to think we belong. <laughs> I still maintain, though. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a, a fun thing to do with cats. I would say cats would like it less, perhaps, than dogs. Okay, so let's have a check in here with cats in general. Let's see what they have to say. Okay, what I'm hearing here is there are some, there are very rare instances of cats that enjoy it, but for the most part, they do not. For the most part, they prefer to be just natural, natural in their element. Uh, but they, they're also, you know, they're they're different in in their entire perception of life 
than than dogs are. Cats are, you know, I mean, they have the reputation to be a little bit more aloof. Okay, some are, some are not, obviously, uh, but cats are energetically also in a, in a very different frequency than dogs, if that makes sense. The frequency is, is, is very, very different, and it's, it's much more one of, of just being there, while the dog, and again, this is a bit stereotypical, but, but or I'm stereotyping here, but, the, you know, most dogs or many dogs actually really enjoy being, you know, having playful, extended interaction with their humans. I mean, just take, you know, my, my dog, Sasha, she'll, you know, if, if, if she thinks that it's been too long, uh, and I've been working too long, you know, she'll she'll come up and she'll she'll nudge me. She'll nudge me until she catches my attention. And that's something that 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 is part of the the uh joyful I am here, I wanna play, uh I wanna eat, I wanna be with you mentality that that dogs carry, while cats tend to be, again there are exceptions, uh a lot more I want to say independent. Now, for example, I have in the neighborhood, I have a Siamese cat, and, you know, she loves dogs. She adores dogs. She will sit on, in front of my door. I have, during the daytime, I have my door open the entire day, day so I just have the, the storm window closed. She will literally sit or lie in front of my door and look and flirt with Sasha. And when I go out, she then throws herself on her back and wants to be petted. And I mean, she's not my cat. <laughs> this is the cat from a neighbor, not mine. Right. <laughs> so there, obviously, what I'm trying to get at is there, there are different, different personality types with every animal. Oh. And and uh, and each each personality carries different wishes and wants and desires and and so this this cat obviously loves the interaction with dogs and she loves interactions with humans. I just always think of I always think of my relationship with cats and dogs in terms of a new or old relationship with and yes I'm going to say the word lover. <laughs> a lover. You, you, your first couple, you know, your first year, hopefully, is playful and fun and joyful. And but twenty some odd years down the line, you can be in the same room for hours and not say a word. Yeah, there's just a comfort with the presence, and that's kind of how you know I've always viewed my relationship with cats and dogs. It's like the the relationship with the dog is always new. You know, it's yeah. always everything's new now in the moment it's almost like cats have a perception of time whereas dogs just don't give a shit yes yes the the the, the time yes that's actually a very interesting point because dogs will know exactly when it's noon they will know exactly when it's five o'clock meaning when they have you know if you have a schedule and you work around that schedule and always do certain things at a specific time, 
your animal, your companion will show you when it is time. And it's on the dot. Right. It is on the dot to the minute exact. That's been at least my experience. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine too. I get the evil eye if I stay up past my bedtime. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. And, But I think of cats, you know, in the wild, they're sort of, oh, they hang around each other and maybe even hunt together and stuff, but they hang around close to each other. They don't, like, huddle up the way dogs might do. Mm. They're kind of, I am that I am, a little more so, it seems, than dogs are kind of, we are that we are. Yes. And, uh, of course, Abraham just says, dog, poor dogs, they've been hanging around humans too long. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, cats just have a higher resistance. (laughs) I always used to say, you know, cats don't really like people, cats like houses. They put up with people so they can live in houses. <clears throat> but uh, but I've known some very dog-like cats that love attention. And a friend of mine has a cat, Tigger. And uh, when I arrive at the apartment, I'm not really allowed to socialize with anyone until I go speak with Tigger. Mm-hmm. She's very vocal about it, too. <laughs> okay, Tigger, I'm coming. And... Uh, but then other ones, my grandparents had a, I guess it was it was Persian or some, no, Siamese. And it just really didn't want to have much to do with anybody. Maybe my grandparents, they said it was a little bit friendly with them when nobody was there. But when we would come to visit as a family, pretty much underneath furniture mm-hmm. and slinking about, you know. And uh, So very interesting, these little personalities. And that's really, I think, a great takeaway for people is that while there may be general traits, kind of like there's general human traits, we all like to eat, uh, they're individuals too and can be very reflective. Yes, definitely. Uh, I mean, I've... It can be reflective in in uh, people's attitudes, their animals' attitudes, too. Yes, you will often find that that the personalities of of the animals of of the companions are very similar to the personalities of their humans, and uh, it's just it's just always a good indicator, you know, when you when you take a little bit of time out and just simply watch animals and you'll you'll get a pretty good feel of you know the similarities between basically the companions and their humans there are a lot of, oftentimes there are a lot of of similarities because they obviously pick up the energy as well so if you have an anxious human you will oftentimes also have an anxious companion and uh but it's you know there's there's always also a balance that 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 happens and uh, uh one of the wonderful things about especially dogs but also cats is that they really you know push us to be in the moment 
and to allow us to be present. You know, I mean, as, as uh, crazy as it sometimes is when we when we watch our animals and they they do certain things, they have certain habits. It does, you know, if it, it oftentimes brings about you know laughter or it brings some sort of a release in that moment, you know, where we are then, you know, pushed to be in the moment rather than think about what's happened yesterday or worry about what's happening tomorrow. Absolutely. Which is a grand gift indeed. It is. It surely is. Because we could all use a little help doing that every once in a while. It's almost like our little little alarm clock that, you know, hey, you're a little too far off in the future or the past or the somewhere. Where you at? Hey, over here. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it now? Now. <clears throat> what time is it now? Oh, dear. So, Rick, what about you? Do we have anybody on the line? Do we have any questions? No, we don't. We don't seem to. Everybody seems to be pretty happy with it. We're uh, we're pegging uh, the behavior of Leslie's cats and dogs, and apparently Ginger has a raincoat. I I'm my my screen is frozen. So if if there's been any comments in the chat room for the last ten fifteen minutes, please forgive me for not answering. But um. Nothing is going through my computer right now except for the voice and the sound. So we'll just. And when she does that, we don't poke at her because we don't want to lose the sound, too. No, no, no. You don't poke at my computer when she's being. Very tired. We, yes. We ran. We tried to run an individual fundraiser for a new computer for you. Didn't work out. It didn't. But, but that's okay. That's okay because we're going to first round for you know some of the changes that are going to go on with change makers that we're going to announce to folks. Folks may have noticed the contest to win a trip was taken down. We're still going to give away a trip, most likely, but... Yes, we are. Not today. And uh, because we're going to kind of repackage a little, sort of. A little bit. Not much. Just adjusting. I just wanted to mention that, uh, you know, I'm open to callers calling about anything. So if you have other issues besides wanting to talk about your animals or your companions, I'm obviously open to that as well. Yeah, our first first caller was great. It was Well, didn't expect that. Okay, good. <laughs> we just go was, with the flow. That was almost uh, excellent advice for Wendy as well. You know, how do you, what are you going to do next with this? Are you going to do the Tellington Touch or this or this or this? Well... Something will come up. Often does, you know. Oh, okay, we're going to take this. I think it was. Didn't you in the in the Skype in the background, Jane? Say, are we taking questions like this? Yeah, well, because I and wasn't right sure. The, but right about but, then, you know, Inez started answering, and I said, "But seems so." <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a brilliant answer, and I didn't see that was. that Skype message until after the fact. <laughs> Oh, I, 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 as long as our guests are comfortable answering whatever questions yeah. get asked, it, I don't care what happens on the show. You know that. <laughs> background, the background talk like that is almost always about guest protection of, you know, because we ha we have on occasion where we've had a show where somebody goes into channel and is answering questions, and then the very next show we'll have an author on that doesn't, 
you know, they're a spiritual author, but they don't do that, mm-hmm. you know, channeling, answering questions, psychic thing. Um, and they want to talk about their book or whatever, which is generally great. We have awesome people. Uh, and, and, and then we'll get a caller that wants to know if they're going to get the job. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Um, Veronica Flores calls them the, the boyfriend, dead relative questions. Right. Yeah. But there can be powerful lessons for people in the question and then the why they're asking it and then the what they find when they look. So it's all good, right? Absolutely. It's, it's more comfortable to me to be in the energy of ask whatever you want. Yeah. Than to have to be able to monitor the questions. I think it was like Franco said, you know, I love to come play where there's not limits on what we play, how we play. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, we've had poets on that suddenly go into flights of, you know, language that cause us to rebrand the show afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) And some of our listeners to go, what did he just say? He just, you know, and he started off talking about love because, you know, that's his blog, Justin Blackburn Loves Everybody. And, uh and he was still talking about love. He was just talking about it in some reasonably violent language. But uh, I think that was one of the first times I had reminded Leslie about the show. I said, you know, hey, you should come listen. This guy's talking about love. It's really good stuff. And by the time she got in the room and, and got the audio on, he was on one of his, you know, rants. And she was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, oops, it wasn't like that when I said that. That's okay. That's Things sad. change, and it was a great show. I'm not. I'm not. No, it was a great show. But wow, yeah. Some of them test our our show's handling ability, just how well we corner. <laughs> Absolutely. So, any more questions in there? If not, I have one. Any more questions in there? Out there? In the uh, in the chat room, uh, anybody that wants to call in, area code eight zero five two four three thirteen eighteen. I might ask about Molly again, but she seems pretty happy. So, uh, you got a question? Well, I never asked about the neurotic chihuahua. Oh, I was just wondering if I had any contracts with the neurotic chihuahua. Although I said I wasn't going to ask on Let's air, go. I might as well. Here we are. Oh. What is the name of your chihuahua, please? Chico. Chico. Iko de Chihuahua. Yo quiero taco. Yo quiero taco bell. <sighs> okay, so let's have a look here. Okay, so he's not just neurotic, he's quite anxious, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And, uh, um, oh, okay, all right. So let's just have a look here. So he's anxious, he feels... Um, Wow, this is interesting. Okay, I'm just going to say this, even if it sounds totally off the wall. Um, He feels threatened. All the time he acts like it, yeah. Okay, all right, okay. And it's like, and and so he's actually, when he gets, I guess what you call neurotic, what he's actually doing is he's sort of, trying to regain balance in that moment by being neurotic. Um, so it's like a, it's similar to a knee-jerk reaction, meaning that uh, he's triggered and he then reacts that way. 
because that's the only way that he knows how to react. Uh, it's not so much about him wanting to react that way. It's really interesting. It really is, is um, I almost want to say instinctual, um, protective, to protect self. It's about protecting self. So, in other words, what I'm hearing here, and I mean, you asked, so <laughs> I'm going to answer. <laughs> oh, yeah, bring it. It's, uh, <laughs> so, so, basically, uh, he does mirror you in that way that you sometimes go into, I guess, what you would call self-protective mode instinctually. So that's what he's mirroring back to you. That, oh, I that, do indeed. Okay, all right, okay, all right. I okay, wouldn't know so, anything about that. <laughs> so that's basically what he's mirroring back to you, and that's that he he's basically showing you in those moments, whoa, you're out of balance. Can you ground, please? <laughs> so that's that's the that's the essence basically that when he shows that behavior now now there are two aspects of this the, the first aspect is that he exhibits this behavior when you're out of balance okay that's when you will see it the strongest the other part of this is though what i'm hearing is that some of this has become i guess what you would call habit mm-hmm. so he exhibits certain behaviors out of habit because that's, you know, what he's used to doing. Now, as to, so, so basically his agreement with you is to, to show you when you are out of balance. And for you, the, the best thing to do is when you see that is just to stop in your tracks and say, okay, I'm just going to decompress now. I'm going to do whatever I need to to find my own inner balance again. That's that's the that's the essence of it basically that when you are completely totally in balance. And I mean in balance. I don't mean imbalanced. Okay? Right. So in balance. When you are completely in balance, when you achieve that state, he will actually mirror that back to you and be much more at ease. Okie dokie. Okay, so, and I, 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 I know this is kind of tricky because, you know, we, we do certain things, again, also out of habit. We're used to doing certain things. We, we're used to being, you know, creating sometimes anxiety. It's not on purpose. Obviously right. not on purpose. But we're used to creating that. And so what happens is when we, it, or what I'm hearing here is sometimes it will also happen that basically he's feeding off of your energy. So as you're anxious, he's feeding off of your energy, becoming anxious or okay. neurotic, as you put it. And, uh, and that in turn then sets you off even stronger. Right. So basically what's happening is you're having uh, uh, like a table tennis play, you know, going going further and further and further, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But what you're actually doing is you each time you're playing the tennis ball, uh, test, uh, the table tennis ball, the ping pong ball back, what you're actually doing is you're going up a notch. Okay. 
Okay? So when you start seeing that pattern of doing the ping pong ball thing, you just really want to stop yourself in your tracks. And this is so much this is not so much about Chico. It is much more about you and your own equilibrium and finding your own equilibrium and finding your own balance. This is this is one of the as I'm hearing, one of the life lessons that you are going through at the moment is to really find balance within yourself and be it, live it, breathe it. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Totally makes sense. <laughs> Excellent. But he does want to tell you that he loves you. Oh, I know that he loves me because he's my little um my little warning pooch. If I'm getting sick, you know, I know a day ahead of time because he's up in my lap telling me that I'm I'm sick. <laughs> Trying to offer you the opportunity to change that vibration before it manifests. Yes, yes. And what's interesting is he has, um, you know, he. A lot of our animals do um, carry what we would call here on, you know, on on our level here, uh, the Reiki energy. And I do feel that he has that. And the other thing is that I do feel that he wants to. He doesn't necessarily succeed, but he does really want to ground you and help you ground and stay grounded. So that's one of the things that he's, you know, one of the things that he's working on within himself. This may not be apparent to everyone, but our animals actually have life lessons as well that they're going through. And they are also, they experience things that they need to learn and that they need to learn how to master Okay, and what I'm hearing is that just like he's basically reflecting back to you when you need to ground and become balanced again, he is at the same time also, you know, learning how to do this for himself. And uh, again, so as you learn that lesson and as you come into your own and as you become grounded and you become at ease and balanced, he will reflect that back to you because that is what he is then also learning at the same time. Okay. And again, what an awesome gift and barometer and helpmate. And jumps <laughs> up in your lap and says, now see, I got this problem. Help show me how to, we can fix this together. Let's try this. <clears throat> so we do have a couple more questions and we're... Okay. Marching along in time, um, we have a question from the chat room, and then uh, we have one more caller with their hand up from area code 307, and that'll probably round out the evening. Okay. Um, so, uh, from the chat room, would love to know why um, their African gray parrot named Maya has uh, maybe seeming a little anxious, has developed a feather picking habit. Hmm, okay. Maya, let's have a look here. Okay, this is, again, very clearly uh, stress-related. And what I'm hearing here 
is that the the, the pet Maya is basically picking up on the stress that her human is experiencing. Her human, I, I feel like her human, what is the name of the human? Do we have the name? Do we have a name? Uh, their chat room name is Happy Go Lucky. Happy Go Lucky. <laughs> Oddly enough. <laughs> okay. All right. So what I'm... <laughs> Not so much right now, I guess. Okay. <laughs> ah, so so it's Christine, and she adopted her with this problem. But the changes in foams made it worse. Yes. Yes. The previous owner no longer had time for her, the yes. bird. So, okay. All right. Thank you for that clarification. That actually helps tremendously. Okay. So, because, and just as an under, for understanding, with timelines and animals, there's there are no clear timelines. So, what has happened in their past oftentimes will come through to me as happening right now. Okay, so I just want to clarify that. So basically what's happening here is that this uh this parrot has or Maya has has um was very anxious around, you know, not being taken care of. Okay, in the previous home. That's what I'm what I'm understanding now. And uh so it began picking at its fe- at its feathers. Now uh when this kind of situation happens and then there's a shift to a new home obviously a tremendous amount of additional stress is created okay because a new home means new environment a new handler or no new human and it's it creates a tremendous am- amount of stress now some of it i'm hearing is carryover meaning that is actually it is it is actually carried over from the previous owner but i do feel like Christine, okay. Um, Christine needs, and I'm saying I'm using the word needs because this is this is how I, how it's coming through um, to basically not be. I'm, I'm going to use the word not be obsessed about the feather picking habit. Okay, um, because what happens is when we are concerned, okay, and I can feel that Christine loves this parrot. I, I can feel the bond there. What happens is when we're concerned uh, and we kind of say, you know, no, don't do that. I'm, I'm worried about you. What happens is that that can actually trigger additional stress in the animal. And that's what I'm getting, that additional Stress has been triggered, and this worrying, which is also, an energetically speaking, an anxious type of energy, then gets again transferred to the animal. So the best thing to do uh, is just simply to say, to, to ask and talk, openly talk, speak to to uh to Maya and let her know you know what I really don't want you to pick your feathers um you know it 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 makes me unhappy and I I don't like it and I really want to see you happy and fulfilled and joyful and then have that image of the happy joyful fulfilled full of plumage Maya in front of you and keep visualizing that but do not give negative attention to the feather picking habit because 
when you do that, you are actually feeding that energy. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, we'll give it a second there for some feedback. I'm kind of getting to magnify this point of, you know, you have a small pet. Uh, they're often all the way up inside your energetics. And if they're, for whatever reason, have a concern, like this one maybe, for the lack of care from the previous owner, and then you're worried about it, they're like, wow, if that great big human angel is worried about my survival, I'm really in a bind because yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't be worried about anything. They're big, powerful things. So, yeah. um, And Christine says, yes, that makes sense, and uh, she'll start working on this right away. Good. Thank you very much. I wish Excellent. you all the best, Christine. All right, so we have one more caller from uh, Area Code 307. And uh, Area Code 307, give us uh, your name and your question, please. Yes, this is Amy from Wyoming. Hi, Amy. And hi. Amy. Hi, Enos. Um, yes, I have a cat. He's not really my cat. Um, a couple of years ago, he literally moved in. He chose my family. He moved in my dog door. Um, I didn't even buy food for him for the longest time. I couldn't get him to go anywhere. He's a big old orange cat. And um, I've never had a cat litter box. Um he just won't go, and he's kind of become part of our family, but I just don't know what his contract with us is. Okay. Does he have a name? Yeah. Um, my daughter named him Bean. Bean. And okay. Yes. And he, um, you know, he uses the toilet. Um, <laughs> have no idea where he learned that. Um, he, he, it's like he's a, not a cat. I think, I don't think he's a cat, but he's a cat. Okay. But he did. Um, right in the middle of my divorce, he um, he was actually living under my bed, and I didn't know it for like a month. I could hear wow. an animal. <laughs> but um, he was coming in the dog door, and you know, and I have a 200-pound mastiff and a 150-pound lab, and they they're not very cat friendly, and he doesn't care. He just he moved in. He <laughs> he moved into my house. I've never taken him to the vet. I I don't even have a collar on him. He's just lives with oh, us. Oh, wow. Hug wow. Bean for me. Bean sounds like the coolest cat I've ever met. Bean adopted yeah, he is. He's like a dog, really. He's not a cat, but he's um he's taken over my family. So and I just always curious. Instead and, of a litter box. And he's uh, he's bonded specifically with your daughter, correct? Um, he sleeps in her bed just about every night. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So um, this is actually uh, okay. This is a multi-leveled kind of a contract thing going on here, or agreement going okay. on. Okay. The the first part is with your daughter. Okay. Um, he's helping your daughter, and what's interesting is what I'm hearing here is that he is helping your daughter. <sighs> okay. To be as strange as it sounds, to be centered. To be centered sure. and and to um to allow her and they're using the word to blossom. Okay? Sure. Uh so this is this is a beautiful, really supportive contract here. Um I feel that they both get a lot out of it. Um it's it's also I'm going to say that 
him sleeping with her is the equivalent of like a safety net or like like having you know as a you know as a very little child you you know you always have your blanket with you right right, right. and so it's the equivalent of that but it's very healing for her to have oh. have him there so it's very healing very calming and um and it helps her um with dreams and such oh yes and okay. she's very she'd she'd float away. She's not very grounded, so it's just interesting the timing of it. Um yes. she moved in right when her dad moved out. Yep. Yes. And this is it's basically helping her ground and it's helping her to um be centered and calm. Uh so this is really a huge, huge blessing. Now Yay. when he lived under your <laughs> under your bed. <laughs> You are obviously uh, in a lot of turmoil. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. yes exactly. Yes. So, doctor, a doctor, husband. Yes. Yes. So basically, um, this beautiful cat was absorbing a lot of that energy and transmuting it. Okay. Oh, so beautiful. basically, the 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 whatever fears and. Ex- Experiences and stresses and anxieties that you had, um, which I, I'm I'm feeling were very very heavy duty. Um, mm-hmm. What I'm feeling is that he basically, as he was under your bed, he was just simply acting as a conduit to release some of that energy from you through himself and out and away. So that's Amazing. that's. Your- that's your contract with him. Uh, now, I do feel that there's another additional contract with the entire family, which is just one of harmony, creating yeah. harmony, okay? That's, harmony is, is, is the key word here, um, and, and that's, you know, that, that's what he's there for. Well, he does it. And he is. He's like self-contained. I swear yesterday I caught him actually making a bird call. He sounded like a bird. Um, I, 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 he's like, no, he's not a normal cat. Um, nobody gets him. But, yeah, I don't have a cat litter. He uses the toilet. He goes outside. He, he does not I, need a, a litter box, and he does not need any of the conventional things. He's very, very self-sufficient. He's very... Uh, you know, as much as he loves the harmony, I do feel that you know he's very much in tune with with his surroundings, with you. And yeah. and uh, you mentioned the the question of you know him being a, having been a human, and I do see this actually. I've seen this quite frequently recently that animals um, or animals or companions have come back, and they have at some other time in some other incarnations been humans and they choose to come as come in as um as companions so that they can be with us well it's you know that's what we feel we've just never been able to identify it but it's just you know we, it's the first animal that ever chose me or my family <laughs> I keep, literally I keep, he wouldn't I'm, leave so i i don't usually do this but i keep getting the word grandfather over and over in my head so yes i Oh, yeah, well, that would definitely make sense. 
He is. He's not. He's not a cat. He's. A cat. He looks like one, but he's not one. And everybody that meets him, they're, they're just a little dumbfounded by him. But that's beautiful. Thank you. I've yeah, always been curious. It's a huge, huge blessing. Huge, huge blessing to have, uh, to have that kind of connection. And oftentimes it is because, or in if if the human would were to come back in a human incarnation, it oftentimes does not work time wise. So, um, because of our linear time that we, we experienced here, so they sometimes do choose to come to us then in in what we would call animal form. But we do we can clearly identify it as as basically having human traits. Right. Yeah. Yes. He's settled and he sleeps. He he moves around. He's gone from you know, sleeping under my bed, and now he's decided he sleeps in my daughter's bed, and it's like he's got a purpose. That's where he goes. That is phenomenal. My love, thank you for explaining that to me. Oh, you are welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for calling. Yes, Uh thanks so much. Beautiful Uh question. Bye. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another incredible, amazing an awesome uh, show. And uh, we're going to do this. We're doing this, planning on doing this about once a month, thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Ladies? Yes, sir. So uh, for Happy Go Christine, I mean Happy Go Lucky, and uh, all of our friends in the chat room and, and uh, on the phones, we'll be doing this again. Uh Franco's going to be coming back. We've, we've got folks that are ready to answer questions. We've kind of told y'all what we think, I guess. So we're having fun with this. <laughs> Hope you guys are too. Big love from Christine. She, the energetics got so strong, her computer locked up. And uh, I, she's looking forward to listening to it again. Um, it's never happened to her before, and I. Sit, <laughs> Kind Welcome of, to the show, Christine. Happens to us all the time. Yeah, kind of sort of <laughs> apologized and said, well, we get that often, sorry. <clears throat> uh, we have, well, we knocked out your whole neighborhood one time, didn't we, Jane? We did. Um, last week, all the last internet week access. fried Franco's... Um, Franco's modem fried Franco's last week. Franco's modem fried last week during the show. <laughs> Just, and he was gone. And that was it. That was all. And it disconnected me from the switchboard. That's never happened before. It's never happened before. uh, We fried my modem before. Yeah. So, um, and they actually here at my apartments not only have replaced my modem twice, but uh, uh, we're apparently we're having cooling problems with the, the junction box out by the street. So they came and put a whole new slab and a whole new modern technology, newer, runs cooler, more energy efficient router up there. So that's that's one of Jane and my purposes in life is we travel around and set up house and uh, get all the Internet rewired for everybody. And then we move along. (laughs) So we do apologize. The uh, the archive will be up on our website, everydayconnection.me. Uh, within an hour or two. And, uh, of course, the archives are available on Blog Talk Radio usually within about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Uh, and uh, and don't forget, we're also iTunes. available on iTunes. Yeah, you can subscribe by iTunes and 
And every Wednesday and Friday morning, have a fresh uh, everyday connection in your pod for your morning run or whatever it is you do. So, Who do we have uh, next week, Rick? Because I don't have access with my computer being your frozen. Your computer being locked up. Thursday, we have Dana Merkich coming. All right. Uh, from down under, Australian uh, uh, teacher, thought leader. For as long as she can remember, she's felt like we need to have a different vision for the whole planet. And so for the last 15 years, she's been kind of working on that. we even got a book called The New Chapter. So uh, uh, that's going to be fun. Then next week we have uh, Jay Groover. And then on Thursday week, we have Joe Martino from Collective Evolution. Cool. So and we got the Pain Whisperer coming up. Uh, apparently this guy sees people that have been in pain therapy for years and just goes poof, and they're all better. And uh, Veronica Torres coming up. So it's an exciting calendar. And, uh, you know, I don't mean to sound, but, you know, people say in the chat room, and it's an awesome show. It We do this. This happens all the time. We don't do it. It just, we don't even plan it. It just happens. So uh, come back for the surprises and the adventures. Absolutely. Right? Weren't expecting that first question tonight. <sighs> And one of the best answers I've ever heard. So awesome stuff, people. Thanks for coming. And uh, we'll see you Thursday night. Until then. Stay connected. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me. And be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection worried you might miss an episode don't worry subscribe find us on itunes by searching for everyday connection radio subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.